Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ventures Podcast. Happy New Year and greetings from the Cascade Mountains in Washington State. It's been nice and snowy here for the last few weeks. We've had about four feet of snow, and the skiing has been epic. So uh, I hope that you had a great holiday break and uh, had a chance to maybe dive into some of the Web3 things that you may or may not have seen from me. But in this episode, I just wanted to take a few minutes and talk about how to create NFTs, why to create NFTs, how to participate in DAOs, why to participate in DAOs. So NFTs, let's, let's talk about this for a minute. This is a non-fungible token. So a unique digital asset sits on a blockchain somewhere. And you've probably heard about it if you've been listening or watching this show and or been paying attention to what's going on in the Web3 space in general, but really since 2017, when the CryptoPunks launched and CryptoKitties later that year and a variety of different NFT clubs have popped up and then NBA Top Shots came on the scene, um, you're, you're seeing these, these NFTs in the form of digital art, form of music, form of little videos or, or animated GIFs. And you might be wondering, why are these things valuable? Or you can't you just right click and and save these images? Well, the, the the whole idea is that when you can prove uniqueness, when you can prove on a block, when you can point to a blockchain and prove that you own that particular thing, similar to Paris, right? The Louvre owns the Mona Lisa, and everybody agrees that the Mona Lisa is there. Then that means something, even though there's a bajillion different copies of the Mona Lisa out there. Everyone agrees and knows that it's over in the loop. So similar, if you create an NFT, then you will, you, will, you will be able to prove that you are the one that owns that thing. Or if you buy it from an artist, you can prove that you own that unique thing. Now, the, the broader question is why? Um, and then I'll get into the how of NFTs and then I'll, I'll dive into some DAOs. So why NFTs? Well, really this allows the new form of entrepreneurship in art and artistry, whether that's music, whether that's some, one of the graphic arts or photography, et cetera, et cetera. This is just the extremely extreme tip of the iceberg in terms of what's coming for NFTs. But for me, and I'll post a link to this article about, about why Web3 matters for human flourishing. For me, it matters because it's gonna open up a whole new set of markets for entrepreneurs and artists and different flavors of creators to be able to create beauty, create value for the world and let the world pay for that directly and allow for that accounting and finance to be done on blockchains and not through centralized entities. And in some countries that matters a lot more than other countries. Now, why, and I've mentioned this before, but I think every individual, and I'm personally interested in investing in individuals that are creating art for themselves, that are creating art for causes that they create about. And this is not just art, right? You're creating code or you're creating something. You're building something. You're adding some kind of value to the world. You're doing that for yourself in your own collection. You're doing that for causes that you believe in. And you're doing that for businesses that you are starting yourself or you're, or you're participating in. Now, the nitty gritty in terms of how, if you are just curious about taking a photo and then putting it up on a marketplace to see if somebody would buy that as an NFT, or maybe doing a drawing, or maybe doing some kind of, of audio clip or video clip, 
you can find a marketplace to go ahead and do that extremely easily. For example, if you want to create an image, a digital image, whether it's a photograph or some kind of illustration that you put together, you can go to OpenSea, OpenSEA.io, and that is probably the most famous marketplace right now for NFTs. But there are lots of others coming. Rarible, Coinbase is going to announce one. There's, there's going to be a bunch of different NFT marketplaces that you can do it. So if you want to just do it right now, you could snap a quick photo and make a quick illustration and go to OpenSea.io and just follow their simple instructions. They will guide you how to create a MetaMask wallet and set things up and either publish your NFT on the Ethereum blockchain or the Solana blockchain. Or sorry, not Solana, the Polygon blockchain. Uh, we'll, we'll get into Solana NFTs uh, 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 later, and I'll put some show notes in there. But so for Ethereum and Polygon, the, the, the big reason why they put Polygon on there, and it's kind of a huge meta narrative in Web3 right now, is because gas fees, the, ability, the, the price to put transactions on the Ethereum blockchain are pretty high right now. And so you can have minimal gas fees by working on Polygon. So if you have NFT collections that are, are planning to be bought and sold a lot, like you're in games or you're just playing around, you may want to, as you're on OpenSea, you may want to go ahead and use the Polygon blockchain. But Ethereum is the gold standard. The most uh, notable NFT projects like CryptoPunks and CryptoKitties and uh, Board Eight Yacht Club and Pudgy Penguins, and I can go on and on and on. Uh, you should just look, look up NFT collections or NFT clubs. You'll see the, 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 the tons of them that are out there. Um, those are all those are all on Ethereum, and Ethereum is about ready to, in, in hopefully the near future, everybody's betting on this, is going to be moving to a new consensus mechanism that's not only going to be less energy uh, consumptive, but it is going to speed up the blockchain and it's going to reduce gas fees. So I'll let you follow that rabbit hole. Uh, if you want to dive into it. So anyway, that's how you practically can go about right now creating an NFT, go to OpenSea, follow the simple instructions, and off you go. Let me know about it because I would love to know about your NFT collections. Now, so we talked about why and we talked about how for NFTs. Now, NFTs are, are just a, a piece of this. And, and, and in this episode, I just I want to finish by talking about DAOs, Decentralized Autonomous organizations. And I've, I've actually personally helped spin up a, a DAO called Red Pill DAO, redpilldao.xyz. If you go to redpilldao.xyz, you will see links to our Discord. We welcome you to come in and, and check it out and follow us on Twitter. But Red Pill DAO's purpose is just extremely simple. It's to help people learn Web3 conceptually and practically learn how to participate in on-chain governance. Meaning you will learn how to interact with these blockchains, vote on proposals, manage a small treasury. And the whole purpose of Red Pill DAO, similar to the analogy from the matrix, take the Red Pill DAO, you'll be able to follow the rabbit hole, you'll stay in Wonderland as, as, as Morpheus um, said to Neo, and, and basically allowed Neo to explore how deep that rabbit hole really goes. Well, that analogy is used often in Web3. And so for Red Pill DAO, the, 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 the purpose is to practice 
learn, and then go start form DAOs of your own or participate in other DAOs to create amazing things for humanity in Web3. And that's what really what it's all about, is creating value. A lot of people have been wondering, where is there value in Web3? Well, at this point, there's so much value creation um, that really it's just a matter of getting the information out. And so I've been heavily impacted by this Masari Crypto Theses for 2022 PDF. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, read it a couple times over the holidays. I highly, highly recommend that for you. So that's that's how to participate in DAOs. You can just search for DAOs. Typically, you'll follow them on, on Twitter. It's where a lot of information is on Twitter and it's on Discord. Um, and you can and jump into their Discords and just see practically how to participate. And if you want to come into one with me personally, I would invite you to join Red Pill DAO. I'll put the link in the show notes. Now, so the last point is why? Why, why DAOs? Uh, I read this 300-plus page PhD thesis by this amazing person in New Zealand on the, the governance and, and dispute resolution and jurisdiction issues related to DAOs. Now, <laughs> DAOs are just the organization. It's the, it's the organizing and governance and treasury management on chain that's transparent and public. There are lots of different types of DAOs. You could do a DAO to distribute funds from like a venture capital perspective. You could do it as a nonprofit, as a, like a foundation. You could run an ice cream shop as a DAO. You could run a nation state as a DAO. It's just the decentralized nature that's autonomous on blockchains that is hopefully some sort of organization. <laughs> they used to call them decentralized autonomous companies, but realized that was actually confusing. The DAO is more for an organization. It's a body of people. How you interface with jurisdictions as a corporation or a company or some other uh, entity, that's the whole key. And in that thesis, which I will also put in the show notes, it, they, uh, the author basically suggested that you use United States entities if for, for, more, for most type of DAOs, and specifically the state of Wyoming has a lot of progress. In fact, Wyoming, I think in the 1800s, was the first state to issue the LLC, was to, was to create the progression of legal technology to come up with a limited liability company. Now, not surprisingly, block, uh, Vermont and Wyoming, I think Wyoming's leading this charge, now has blockchain-based legal liability companies. So that's the entity wrapper to jurisdictions to pay your taxes and to be legally compliant. That is on top of what is the organization. And this, the PhD thesis was helpful for me to understand the difference between the, the, the legal wrapper and interface to the uh, you know, IRL and the organization structure to make decisions and manage treasury within a DAO. Now, even more meta, why? Why, why, why DAOs? Well, it's a new form of human coordination to be able to create things, to, to, to have a common vision and work together to achieve that common vision. And thus far, there's been various forms of entities that have largely, especially in the Web2, and we've, we've hit Web2 like a, pin, like a pinata so many times on the show, I don't want to belabor the point, but the, these centralized entities in, in the Web2 world and in other, other flavors of, of even non-internet-based organization have, have siloed our data, have created honeypots for hackers to attack. They have compromised our security. 
they have maddeningly uh, facilitated our 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 sign up for yet another app, right? You, know, you have you have identity in lots of different silos everywhere. Well, Web3 promises to, to uh, flip that upside down. You're going to have your own ent entity, your own control of your identity and your own sovereignty of your data. And then you're going to be permissioning that in to different organizations that you work with. So DAOs are important because you're going to be able to control your own destiny, manage your own finances, independent of whatever you think about your local government or national government uh, or international governing bodies that are, are, are regulating things. And you're going to be able to usher in a new form of human coordination to achieve a vision of the world that you believe in. And that's why it's key. It's a new form of human coordination that blockchain technology, distributed ledger technology in general, blockchains in particular, have enabled so that we can make the world a better place. So if you listen to this episode, you can also watch it by visiting wclittle.com. There I'll have more extensive show notes. If you've watched this, you can also listen, share it with your friends anywhere that you or your friends get your podcasts. You can just search for ventures and you will find it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. All right, a couple quick things before you go. Number one, I have a general newsletter where I write about technology and startups and health science and teaching people to code. And I write about a variety of different subjects that we talk about on this show. So if you go to wclittle.com, there you'll be able to subscribe and you'll also be able to subscribe to particular topics. If you're just interested in one or a few of them, you'll be notified right when I publish new content in those areas. Number two, my partners and I at Proto Ventures have a portfolio company called Startup Rocket. If you go to startuprocket.com, there you'll be able to receive coaching guides and customize an operations framework for you and your team and your advisors to be on the same page in terms of what is the appropriate next step for you and your entrepreneurial journey. And finally, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review anywhere that you have listened to this podcast or watched this podcast, it'd be super helpful to help those who might be interested in consuming this content as well. Thank you.